0: what's up guys max here, back with a brand new episode of the scuttlebutt show if you're watching this on the video i'm experimenting with some new camera angles getting some things figured out bear with me if you like this one let me know if you don't like it let me know that too it is great to be with you, here with you today, Tuesday, September 27th. I have a great show for you guys, including a story about Stolen Valor. It is an old story, but it's new to me, and I love it so much that I cannot wait to share it with you. I've got a bunch of videos that we're going to watch and talk about, and I've even got something that somebody sent me over on TikTok that we're going to watch at the end of today's episode and listen to, so if you're on the podcast, you're fine here. It is an original song by what appears to be a soldier ...out there in the wild somewhere that I am now obsessed with and, uh, and I can't wait to share it with you. Eviana, what's up in the chat? What's up Harry Lime Pie and everybody else who hasn't checked in yet? It is great to be back with you live for a brand new show that is also full of some updates. We're going to be talking about some updates as our first couple stories today. Some major news out of the Air Force. Some horrifying news. Some weird crime stuff that we got to talk about. War a Bruin, some hometown hero, heartfelt stuff at the end. I've got it all today for you guys. I have it all, and we're going to kick it off here in a second. Before we do, just one quick reminder. Tomorrow, Wednesday, September 28th, 2022, I will not be doing a live show because I'll be out working on some stuff. It's all going to be for the Scuttlebutt Show. I'm working really hard on a bunch of things, but I'm not going to announce them until we're much further along in the process. So with all that being said, Let's jump in to the first story of today. It's an an update. Remember this one? This Green Beret who was contacted for some weird domestic violence, terrifying, you know, event up in uh, JBLM. Well, we have an update on that. Verdict reached in trial a former Obama military aide who blamed PTSD for standoff with police. We're talking about Colonel Owen Ray, the outgoing commander for First Special Forces group up up in uh, Joint Base Lewis-McChord. So, he has been found guilty by a Pierce County jury of assault and other charges for beating his wife, if you remember, kicking her while she was on the ground, stomping her, and threatening to kill himself during a standoff with police back in 2020. If you've been watching the show for a while, you remember this one. Colonel Owen Ray was found guilty of three of the seven charges leveled against him, including second-degree assault while armed with a firearm, felony harassment, reckless endangerment, and he was found not guilty of most of the, the most serious charges, Kidnapping, which um, I believe kidnapping carries with it a potential life sentence in most cases. A second count of second-degree assault was also dismissed. He was taken into custody on a no-bail bond and was booked in Pierce County Jail. He's been out since January 2021, and he is going to be sentenced on October 28th. He could receive 10 years in prison, which you hate to see it. You hate to see somebody, a veteran, especially after a long career, have one bad day, a bad week, a bad couple months, and be looking at life-altering, in many ways, life as you know it, ending consequences. I hate to see it. He was the chief of staff of i at JBLM. He was suspended shortly after the event, which was right around Christmas, as you guys may or may not know. The holidays, including Christmas, are, are where you see spikes, especially in uh, domestic violence, which is sad but true. He has been in the military for more than 25 years. He has combat experience from eight deployments to the Middle East and Asia, and has served as a military aide to Barack Obama from 2011 to 2013. The standoff at his home, according to charging documents, say uh, it became an hours-long standoff where Ray threatened to kill any police who tried to arrest him after an argument with his wife, Uh, and he had been drinking that day as well, which is gasoline on the fire of uh, emotional issues. Kidnapping charges alleged that Ray essentially held his wife hostage in front of their children after she called 911. Police arrived at the home after midnight and he allowed his wife and children to leave at around 1230. Um, and like I was saying earlier, the charges include that he stomped on his wife's face and chest with his boots during the argument, which is pretty scary. At the end of the two-week trial, the defendant's attorneys argued that Ray's actions were the result of years of untreated PTSD and that the only person he wanted to hurt that night was himself. Prosecutor said that while PTSD could have been a factor, it was Ray's own anger that led him to terrorizing his wife and children. Who knows how the wife and children feel about this? I'm sure they don't feel good. You know, nobody wants to see that happen to a family member, or somebody that you love or loved at some point. He's not up there to say goodbye to his kids. Deputy prosecutor Lauren Holstrom told jurors during the rebuttal he's not up there to explain why he's going away. He's up there because he wanted control, he wanted the power, and he had that power. He had the gun. He knows the power, the danger, and terror of having a gun. So they're saying that he should be held fully accountable for his actions. He's claiming, or his defense is claiming, that uh, he did it, but it was basically a manic mental episode brought on by post-traumatic stress and other issues, exacerbated by drinking and the holidays and stressors of command, probably. So what do you guys think? What should be the punishment? Should he get 10 years for this, or does a career of... Faithful and honorable service to the United States of America grant him some uh, leniency there. You let me know in the comments. I'm split. I am split because who is this guy really? You know, I don't know. Who am I to judge? I don't know him. I'm not going to say that I think he should get thrown away or that I think he should be innocent or or I'm not going to say anything because I don't I don't deeply know him personally. I think the strongest word there would come from the family. What does the wife say? What do the kids feel? Um, w- what comes out of their interviews is has he been doing this for 20 years with his family? Um, something like that. If this was a a breakdown in the final you know moments leading up to it, leading up to the holidays, then that's one thing. If this was a chronic, persistent issue of domestic violence, I would feel less bad. But either way you slice it, it's a tragedy all around for the Green Beret and his family. And his troops up there in JBLM because nobody likes to see uh, your, your commander or your battle buddy or whoever, your shipmate, go down or something like that. I was at work one time at a helicopter squadron when the police came in and arrested our chief on night shift. Came in, arrested our chief. He was at work, sitting behind a desk, running the show. The highest ranking person on that shift. And the police came in and arrested him for domestic violence. And I'm like... Well, not me, just me, but everybody was kind of going around like, well, what do we do now? <laughs> what do you do? What do you do with that? Your chief in charge of everything was just a r- brought out in handcuffs in front of you. We're all standing around like, I guess we need to inventory our tools and wrap up, figure something out. So horrible situation. Again, you know, playing devil's advocate. I, You know, I like to argue with myself here since there's nobody else in the room, <laughs> I, I also remember the, the Green Beret who shot up the bowling alley on Christmas or holiday season a couple of, last year or two years ago, went into that bowling alley and, and opened fire and killed a bunch of people. Um, what could have been done leading up to that to prevent that and save those lives? Where could the intervention have happened that would have prevented that? Were there any warning signs? Is this the warning? Is this colonel getting caught now to prevent something like that from happening in the future? All these things fill my brain every day. I think about it all the time. This is how I think about issues. I go, what if this? What if that? I try to you know, make all these scenarios up and try to see it from every different angle so I can assess fairly, I think. I don't know. What do you guys do? How do you guys think about things? Let me know. A.N., what's up in the chat? Jaden Moore, hello. Hiram says it's still like how so many people are serving in the military. Okay, but they're just not doing things like this. Yeah. You know, how come one guy does this and, and ten thousand people don't? That's a great uh that's a great question. I was actually um considering um I was I was considering a a scenario like this recently. Um I have to be careful what I say because if I talk about uh self-harm on this podcast, it gets um blocked. You know, that's why the channel doesn't grow because we have serious conversations on this channel and then people um I don't know if they complain or if the verbiage gets flagged by the social media companies, but then it doesn't get, uh, it doesn't get recommended. It gets demonetized. It gets blocked. I know my channel won't get shared, whatever, but what I was going to say was I was thinking about trying to describe to somebody, you know, it's hard to imagine that somebody would get to the point where they would do something like this or hurt themselves or something like that. And, Uh, if somebody ever told me, you know, I just don't know, I just don't get how somebody could do that. I'm like, okay, I understand. What does it feel like in outer space? Uh, I imagine that person would be like, well, I don't know what it feels like in outer space. And I'd say, why don't you know what it feels like in outer space? Well, I've never been in outer space. Well, there you go. You've never been in the shoes of somebody who was going through something, some kind of crisis, a personal crisis to the extent where they would consider violence or self harm or something like that and you can't picture it because you've never been there it's unimaginable to you you could not even begin to guess but if you are that person if you are in that situation you are are in it you're in it and you can't see that you're you don't even know that you're in it you think that it, this is just normal this is how you feel and that's real you're in outer space you're floating there's no oxygen you know it's desperate so I I try to be empathetic and try to guess, you know, what could be going on with things because I try to be fair and, and, uh, and compassionate, you know, it's important. Nuggets. What is up, John? What's up? Roasting my keister off in Fort Irwin. Nice. Careful out there. There's a machine gun missing out there. There's a 240 walking around, probably wearing a disguise back at the, uh, at the, at the bar out in Fort Irwin. Another stolen Valor nuggets. You are correct. We're going to be getting to that in a minute. It is an old story, but I had never heard it, and it's so good that I decided I had to share it with you guys. Had to. What choice did I have? I had to share it. So we will get to that in a minute, but before we do, I have another update. This one, less convoluted, less gray, more black and white. Let's talk about this. Here's another update. Navy Master Chief loses rank and gets confinement at court-martial. You guys remember this guy. He was the head of a schoolhouse using his position of power and influence to engage with inappropriate activities with his students. The former senior enlisted leader of a California-based training command was convicted this summer on charges that he sexually harassed other sailors and engaged in sexual activity with junior service members in training. Cryptologic technician, interpretive senior chief Adam Chicard was found guilty of all charges and specifications at a summary court-martial according to Naval Education and Training Command spokeswoman Carla McCarthy said. The former master chief for information warfare training command, Monterey, up in central California, was reduced in rank to E8 and given 60 days restriction. I think he got off easy being reduced to E8. He should have been reduced to E1. Uh, it's a, if there's any any truth to what the military says about reducing these types of problems, he should have been reduced in rank to E1. Uh, I don't, you know, it's just more evidence that uh, it's all wordplay and, and no substance. Shikard could not be reached for comment, and the Navy's Defense Service Office West did not respond to an email request from Military Times. The charges against Shikard stem from incidents that occurred after he arrived at the command in July 2020. Shikard was charged with engaging in conduct that constitutes sexual harassment from August 2020 to August 2021, so that's a year, and also from September 2020 to August 2021, so that's... Uh 11 months. He was also charged with abusing a training leadership position for allegedly engaging in activities like these with a sailor from August 2020 to August 2021 while in a position of authority over the sailor, a shipmate whom Chicard knew or reasonably should have known was a specially protected junior service member in an initial active duty training. What that means, in other words, is this person, this student was in either a school or C school. They have not even been to the fleet yet. They've only been to boot camp. They've been recruited gone to boot camp, gone to school, and here comes this master chief, this old man, creeping on him. It doesn't say how young the junior sailor is. It could be a 30-year-old brand new sailor, but I, I doubt it in this situation. And when they say specially protected, when you are a senior person in a position of power over a junior individual, there is no consent capable there. That person cannot consent to you because you are in a position of power, so you have to stay away from that. He faced another specification of abusing a training leadership position for engaging in activity with a sailor whom, whom over he had authority. It, it goes on and on. Uh, an unduly familiar relationship that did not respect differences in greater rank over several time periods from that same in the, in that same year. So he did this a bunch of times. He faced a bunch of charges. A California native, Shakard enlisted in 1994 and graduated from the Defense Language Institute's Persian program, the DLI, before undertaking information warfare and information operation assignments worldwide, according to his command biography. If you ask me, you know, he still gets his retirement potentially here. It's, it's a kind of unclear, but I think he's still going to get his retirement and go on and just be, you know, chilling for the rest of his life, uh, despite these charges. And, and, uh, And, you know, I don't know if that's fair or not fair when you look at the precedent set in other cases like this. But what I will say is that there's just all this talk about changing the the culture and and holding people accountable and reducing sexual harassment. And and uh, and that this the military is becoming this safe place for young people to enlist because they're trying to recruit more and all this stuff. And then you get something like this and it makes you go. it's, It's all BS. It's all bogus. It's just wordplay and nothing else. There's no substance there. So get it together, folks. Please get it together. We can do better than that. Let me know what you guys think in the comment section down below. We can do better. Just making that master chief a senior chief. Still above the chiefs. You know, like it's just crazy. John says only E8. Shocking, not shocking. Yeah. Nuggets thought that was William McRaven. Good thing it's not. Oh, Yeah. Harry Lime Pie, he was in for many years, probably a career sailor to be a Master Chief. Typically, you don't see too many Master Chiefs with less than 20 years in the Navy. Uh, Not too many. It happens, but there's not too many. I've known people who've made Chief in like seven years. I've known somebody who made Master Chief in like 14 years, um, which is wild. But what do you even, the problem is, the problem with somebody making Master Chief that fast is then what do you do? Are you a master chief for twenty years? Could just bouncing around from command to command—that doesn't make any sense. You gotta pace your promotions. You know, I know you want that money. Everyone does. You want the money. You want the authority. You want the experience and all that—the the leadership experience. But you can't just go to the top right away. You got to get the all the other experiences along the way. I don't know what you uh, what else you expect. This next story um, is pretty nuts. I it's one of those head scratchers that as you go in, what is wrong with the world today? Let's just I won't delay too long here. Let's get into it. Military seals. We're talking about the logos stolen from Alabama Veterans Cemetery returned finally, but in under weird circumstances. And there's one still missing. We'll get to that in a second. Four SEALs, a.k.a. the logos that represent the four branches of the military that were stolen from an Alabama Veterans Cemetery, were returned to the burial ground, the Department of VA said Wednesday. The SEALs for the Army, Coast Guard, Marine Corps, and Air Force were snatched last month from the memorial wall at the Alabama State Veterans Memorial Cemetery in Spanish Fort. They were recovered in good condition alongside Alabama Highway 225, which is what all men should be bench pressing, and delivered back to the cemetery— which has about 5,000 graves for uh, American military veterans and their spouses. A seal, the seal representing the United States Navy has not been found. Dun, dun, dun. It is still missing. The United States Navy seal is still missing. Not Navy seal, but Navy seal. It remains incredibly frustrating trying to comprehend that someone would steal from a veteran cemetery. I know that's crazy to me. But we know this disrespectful act does not represent the wonderful residents of Baldwin County and the Gulf Coast, Alabama Department of Veterans Affairs Commissioner Kent Davis said in a statement. And if you have any information on this, the Baldwin County Sheriff's Office is asking you to contact them and let them know where they can find this missing United States Navy SEAL. Not Navy SEAL, Navy SEAL. You guys get it. Let me know what you think about that in the comments section. Crazy. Absolutely bananas, if you ask me. That is Bananas. I, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't get it. Who would, why, why would someone do that? What are they going to do with those seals? Like they're going to go hang them somewhere for themselves or they just hate veterans or, or what? I don't know. I don't know. So we've been talking about, recruiting the recruiting woes that hey Sam what's up Sam in the chat what is up everyone a sea of green out there in the chat which I love to see thank you to Harry Line Pie for a lot of those um we've got a recruiting catastrophe a recruiting crisis it is the end of the it is the end of the military there's going to be no junior troops who's going to do all the sweeping up So there's been conversations about lowering standards. There's been conversations about how only 23% of Americans aged 18 to 24 are eligible for military service. Either they are criminals or they are overweight or have some other health issue that, you know, restricts them from entering the military. The Air Force, ironically, the most prestigious of all branches, the one that you can't just wander into off the street, into the recruiter, and just be like, ah, I think I'll just join the casually join the Air Force today. No, no, no. You better be prepared. You better have your scores, your records from high school and all that stuff, your transcripts in order. The Air Force, of all people, has just announced this. Air Force greenlights waivers for THC-positive applicants. You can be smoking that weed and being that wingman. You can be high up there with your fellow wingmen, the Air Force and Space Force are now offering a second chance to applicants who test positive for the high-inducing chemical THC during their entrance physical. The temporary policy change marks an attempt to rethink an aspect of Air Force's stringent of ban on marijuana. Previously, a positive THC result on the initial test would have led to a permanent bar from entry into the Air Force or Space Force. That's from Air Force spokesperson Ann Stefanik. The, this pilot program offers some prospective applicants an opportunity to retest after 90 days if they are granted a waiver. So the Air Force is loosening the restrictions on the weed. To earn a waiver, applicants must score at least 50 points on the AFQT, the ASVAB, have no felony or misdemeanor convictions, possess a high school diploma instead of a high school diploma, and be otherwise medically qualified for service, and they must meet all of their qualifications. So these are not your bottom-of-the-barrel recruits. These are the ones you want to get. These are the ones who are like potentially going to be very successful in the Air Force. They don't have any other red flags. They just smoke the ganjo one, one or two times. If those who have been granted a waiver pass a second test after 90 days, candidates will be allowed to reenlist. But after 90 days, you could keep smoking it for a while after and then just chill out for the last 30 days. Once admitted, airmen and guardians must adhere to the military's ban on drug use. The policy applies to recruits for the active duty Air Force and Space Force, Air Force Reserve, and Air National Guard. This is going to go on for two years until September 2024, and the Air Force is now in line with the Army, Navy, and Marine Corps, which already have similar rules. I remember you, like when I joined the Navy, you could fail as many P-tests as, as you want. You could fail them every time, and they'll still try to get you in. So does this mean that the military is going to legalize weed? Does it mean that we are one step closer to be being able to get edibles from the G-dunk? I think we're still a few steps away from that, but let me know what you think in the comments section down below about all of that. Tough to say. Tough to say. I think uh, you'd be cooler if you did, military. You would certainly be cooler if you did have that uh, that good old weed. I'd re-enlist. Let's see. Hiram says, Yeah, that's sad. Something like that happened in North Plainfield some years back. They ripped the World War I and World War II bronze plaques off a monument for scrap metal. That is sad. That is really sad. Harry Line Pie, $2 super chat. Thank you very much with a cool pair. A cool pair. I love that. Air Force applicants are more than just going sky high, Nugget says. Yep. An says, why doesn't it occur to anyone else to raise the pay? I yep. Well, I will tell you in the conversation about the um the military being told to go get food stamps if they don't like it that there, there's talk now of the federal government coming in to reduce the cost at the commissary, which is what I said. Like, you know, if food's too expensive, uh, the government has kind of their own grocery store that they could uh, work out a deal with. I mean, it's a private company, but they could work out the deal and, um, and get the commissary prices down. How about that? How about them apples? Also, by the way, don't buy apples from the commissary. Try to avoid buying produce from there. It is typically in pretty bad shape. So Sam says, above all others has a new meaning. Love that. Can Snoop Dogg get in the Air Force? I think if recruiting gets bad enough, they would welcome Snoop Dogg, despite him being like 70 years old and probably not able to pass the PFT. I bet they would let him in for recruiting purposes. So, um... This is not, this stolen Valor story that I'm going to do now is not a new, this didn't just happen, okay? But it's so good. It's such a good story that when I found it, I did want to share it with you guys. Maybe you don't know about this. This is even before pre-Scuttlebutt Show existing. This is just the best stolen Valor story that I've heard in a really long time, and I, I know you guys will like it. Texas Rangers beat Navy SEAL impersonator at his own game with fake award. Wait till you hear this. An elaborate law enforcement sting operation has led to the arrest of a 29-year-old man who is parading around North Texas as a Navy SEAL. Carlos Felipe Luna Gonzalez is charged with falsely representing himself as an active duty Navy SEAL and for accepting an award as a result of his fictitious service. Wow. According to the Parker County Sheriff's Office, Luna Gonzalez repeatedly identified himself as a military officer, they always go big, while dining at a local coffee shop. The man would don dress blues, replete with a Navy SEAL trident, jump wings, and other various awards which were affixed to his uniform, so ribbons and medals and such. This man stole a title which has been earned by many through bloodshed of their own, Parker County Sheriff Larry Fowler said... Luna Gonzalez posted photos on social media that identified his rank as Lieutenant Junior Grade, a.k.a. an O2, a first lieutenant in uh, other branches, and even told a group of law enforcement officers in Granbury that he was temporarily stationed at NAS Carswell while awaiting a medical discharge for injuries he supposedly suffered while stationed in Africa during a Navy SEAL operation. Because that's what they say. They say, oh yeah, that's some SEAL stuff right there. I was on a SEAL op and got hurt. The investigation into Luna Gonzalez's military career began when someone contacted Texas Ranger Anthony Bradford, badass, who is also a veteran and reported that Luna Gonzalez was purporting to be a Navy SEAL, faking it. Bradford learned that Luna Gonzalez's true rank was enlisted seaman apprentice and that he was given an early general discharge from the Navy. It's always like this. His service record does not reflect he was ever a commissioned officer, a Navy SEAL, nor did he ever earn a Purple Heart or face active combat or anything else that he claimed. To catch Luna Gonzalez in his deception, and this is the best part, Bradford and local law enforcement from Granbury told the young man that he was going to be presented with a firearm of appreciation, only in Texas. Hey, we heard that you were a wounded vet Navy SEAL out here. You know what we want to give you from Texas? A firearm. (laughs) Come on down. When Luna Gonzalez arrived at Lone Star Guns, which is just the best name, On November 8th, to receive his award, he was arrested. So, (laughs) come on down and get your free gun, should have been your first clue. But when you're a total egomaniac, schizophrenic, whatever he is, narcissist, you can't really cue into this kind of thing. And that's, folks, what makes this man the scuttlebutt show clown of the day. So, get this not only did he arrive at Lone Star Guns to get arrested, only to get arrested. But before they actually arrested him, he had a conversation with the owner of the gun shop, giving them a harrowing account of how he was shot while in combat. So he's in there getting ready to accept his gun, (laughs) his free gun, and he, he regales the gun shop owner with stories of his heroism in combat. And the police back there are just waiting to come in and bust him. This is the best thing I've ever heard. Parker County Sheriff Larry Fowler, himself a Navy veteran, was disturbed by the young man's actions, which occurred just before Veterans Day, because this was November 8th. It is plain troubling, Fowler said. Our citizens pride themselves in honoring true vets, just as the rest of the country. This man stole a title which has been earned by many through bloodshed of their own. Luna Gonzalez was reportedly wearing a naval officer uniform when he was arrested and charged with theft, tampering with a government document, and for creating a fraudulent military record." He was out on bond, and then he would go on to be prosecuted. Just the absolute best story that I've ever heard of Stolen Valor. What a psycho maniac this guy was, and it really does not get better than that. They lured him down for his free gun, folks. Let me know what you think about that in the comment section down below. Just the best, the best around nothing's going to ever keep you down except for the police and the Texas Rangers who arrested them. Golly, what a great story. And that was from 2014, folks. Veterans Day 2014. It's just uh, you can't make that up, you know? And the cool thing about these stolen valor folks, which I I just love a good stolen valor, I don't even get mad. It's very pathetic. It's just it's humiliating, humiliating. And so that's why I don't really get mad. It's hard to be, like, I know people see people prancing around in the uniform and they're like, my brothers and sisters died in that uniform. How dare you wear it to get a free upgrade on your, you know, Denny's breakfast. That's why I don't even care about baseball. As far as I'm concerned, Grand Slams are for breakfast over at Denny's. And they're trying to get their, you know, Veterans Day free meal at Denny's and Applebee's. I don't even get mad. I don't even get mad. To me, it's just pathetic. And it's obvious when they're faking. It's usually pretty obvious. And the maybe number one reason I don't get like really angry, although I think people should be prosecuted. We've had horrible stories of people using stolen valor to create like hundreds of millions of dollars worth of funding for a fake company and all kinds of weird stuff that we've covered on this show. But the reason I don't get angry is cuz you always find out that the person responsible the 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 culprit is just such a loser that how could that person ever make you angry when they're such a loser? It's and I don't know if I if you guys remember the saying that I have that I came up with back in the day, but if you remember this, you know, if if you can say this in your mind and believe it and and this is true for you you will you will never ever have somebody you know making you upset over over some dumb stuff you will never be sweating the small stuff the saying is when somebody's giving me art when somebody's being mean or whatever or being an asshole or you know maybe to make if somebody I mean nobody ever makes fun of me I'm I'm a grown up but if somebody was ever like making fun of me I would just be like in my mind you know what You wake up tomorrow, and you have to be you. I wake up tomorrow, and I get to be me. And that's all that there is to it. People who do this stuff are typically unhappy losers, and the greatest punishment of all is that they're them, and you're you. So you have nothing to worry about. That's my my soapbox presentation for you guys on that today, all right? And somebody who is trying to get on our nerves in this next story, but they can't because they're them and I'm me and we're us and they're them, are the Chinese. (laughs) What a weird transition. The Chinese military, I don't know if you guys know, have been, there's been a lot of probing going on out in the South China Sea between the Navy and and the Chinese, the American military and the Chinese. There's been, it's all about China right now. Out there, around Taiwan, in the South China Sea, Everything is getting tense. For the last couple of years, everything that the Navy's doing, everything seems to be about China. Well, we've got an interesting one here. Chinese fighter pilot flies over U.S. destroyer and takes a selfie. We've got a video here that now they're using as propaganda. A pair of Chinese fighters jets brazenly flew right over a U.S. Navy destroyer with the pilot of the lead fighter jet taking a selfie Cockpit video during the flight, and we're gonna watch it here in a second. They've been using that over in uh China as some kind of like propaganda piece, some kind of uh, you know, pro Chinese Chinese forces that they're superior to the United States Navy and all this stuff. And we got the video right here. And so this is what they're circulating around China media right now that uh that has them saying that the United States Navy's punks. We So, you can see it's a very short video. He flies over. You can see in the bottom corner of your screen, they're flying over that destroyer, and he's taking like, he's got his little GoPro or phone out showing how close they can get. I don't know what they're saying uh, here. I would have to get check out the translation of this, but you can see in the bottom corner there, just for a split second, there's the United States Navy ship right there. So, it does not say the exact location of this flight. if it's in the Taiwan Strait or, or where out in the, in the ocean it is. Um, but they're saying, uh, they're saying that this is, um, you know, their, their superiority, it's going all over the news, all over the, uh, the, the media out there, which, you know, is, is all state, all state stuff. So, what do you guys think is are things getting too tense out there in uh in the South China Sea? Are things getting worse or is it all talk? Is it all show? Have you ever been in a situation like this where some foreign maybe potentially adversarial crew has been come too close in a ship or in a truck or in a plane? I'd love to hear your stories in the comments. In the comments, that's where it goes down at. What do we got here? Rusty Jack comment. Thank you. Impressive. Most of the people that did anything substantial in the military, don't talk about their experiences. Yeah, true. Even if they were going to give him a free gun, he would still have to pass the background check, Harry Lime Pie says, yeah. Nuggets, quote from a civil rights leader, army vet, We live, we live our lives trying to have expectations for what we must do today. When that happens, we let the small things get us down. When we do the things we want, it's better that way. Thank you for sharing. It's the ego that keeps you from moving forward. Stay humble, yeah hell yeah yep so you know we've got we've got troops uh forward deployed and like those sailors at sea we've got people in the Middle East still we like to pretend that we don't we do I mean it's no secret we've got people deployed in the Middle East we've got people deployed in Europe right now kind of on standby floating around there is uh there's a lot there's a lot um going on In the world, things didn't just end with Iraq and Afghanistan. The military is still out there to putting themselves in harm's way. There's people in danger and training, doing forward deployed operations, all this stuff. And if people are deployed, you know what that means? There's people coming home. Get ready, folks. Get your Kleenex out, maybe. I don't know. Watch Army Soldier Surprise Family at Texas School in heartwarming video. I'm home, he says. Let's check this out. We got a video here. Amy Tomman believed her family was the subject of a story involving her daughter when they posed for a photo in the gymnasium at Stephen F. Austin Middle School in Bryan, Texas. But this is what actually happened. Are you guys ready? Here we go. So you can see the photographer just took a photo of the family. In the background, what do we see there? Well, that is the father with an I'm home sign. And now watch what the photographer does here. (laughs) This is at their daughter's volleyball game. A true hero's welcome for for this father. This soldier, warrant officer. Aww. the wife, the daughter, and the son, all there. At her, vo- the daughter's volleyball game. What a great way to show up.
1: I don't have words. How about you guys? I didn't process it. <laughs> it didn't feel like he was there. I was shaking.
0: <laughs> That's cool. He set up his family. <laughs> That's a horrible way to look at it. Since
1: January, um, and it's, I mean, it's just been a, I've missed so much stuff, and I'm so happy and thankful to be back, and safe, and just ready to reacquaint with my family, and get back to work.
0: <laughs>
1: From the beginning, it was a wee thing, and this truly just yeah. shined that. I mean, we did not do this alone, so it it's a lot to have everyone know. Yeah. They've been expecting me but they didn't know when so it was priceless
0: <laughs> oh Got those raw emotions. That's cool and you and then for the family they get to keep this moment. <laughs> and these guys are impossible to surprise so it's, it was it was a huge team effort. So you know, they they get to keep that moment now um, for their family forever. The daughter said she was uh super shocked. That's awesome. He had this soldier has been in the service for 18 years. He told his family he wouldn't be home until the following week, so they were expecting him within like some reasonable amount of time. It's not like he just appeared out of the blue, but having been deployed since January, that's a good nine months. That's a serious deployment, nine months. That's a long deployment. I've done a nine-month deployment. It totally sucks. I've done a couple. That's lame. So that's a long time to be away from your family overseas, and it is totally awesome that they got to uh, link back up. Let me know what you guys think about that in the comment section. Have you ever had a homecoming like that? Did somebody ever do that to you, or did you do that for somebody? I would love to see a video. Share it with me. Send it over to me at the Scuttlebutt Show, and uh, let me know what's up with that. That's cool. Rusty, super happy. Me too. We have stuff like that all the time on the Scuttlebutt show, which is uh, just growing into this amazing group of people in the comments and the uh, the chat there and all that stuff. I'm super happy to see it, love it, and uh, and I actually have, you know, we've grown to the point now on this uh, on this show where people um, where people send me things. People send me things and they say, have you seen this or can you share this or can you put this in a, can you put this in the show? And yesterday, and we're going to get out of here early. I I feel like maybe we're doing a 45 minute show nowadays instead of an hour. But, (laughs) uh, Sam says, I came home to McAllen 15 year. Oh, that's great. Love that. Kitty says, love these homecomings. Yeah, me too. Um, somebody sent me a video on TikTok yesterday and said, Hey, Check this out. Share this if you want. And I am beyond excited to now share it with you. This is going to be our last thing for today, folks, and you will be well rewarded for your patience. This is the new greatest military song in the world. This soldier right here, this young man out there, wherever he is, I don't know who he is, I don't know where he is has written a song that I assume is called DD-214 Mountains about getting out of the military. He performed it live for his battle buddies, maybe some kind of a, a audition. Whatever it is, it's been shared with me. I am excited to share it with you. This is epic. Epic. <laughs> I mean,
1: brother. <laughs> 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 evening as the sun went down, and the range of fires were burning, I spied an E4 coming down, and he said, "Boys, I'm not going, for I'm for a land that's far away, beside the crystal fountains." So come with me, we'll you. go and see the DD214 mountains, <laughs> <laughs> and the DD214 mountains. There's a land that's fair and bright, where profiles grow on bushes and they sleep out every night. And the sick call lines are short, and the sun shines every day on the birds and the bees, and the cigarette trees, and the Gatorade springs, and the bluebird sings in the DD 214 mountains. In the DD 214 mountains, all the cops roll on mopeds D7s lose their voices, and hot women end out dip <laughs> supplies, everything you need, grab a beer at any time, oh I'm bound to go, where there ain't no snow, and there ain't no fall, and the wind don't blow, and the d 214 mountains, and <laughs> the d 214 mountains, <coughs> you never have to change your socks, and little streams of alcohol come a-tricklin' down the rocks, Sergeant Major is always waving you And you reply, what's up? There's a lake of stew and a whiskey too You can paddle around in a big canoe In a 214 mountain In a DD-214 mountain All the jails are made of tin And you can walk. walk right out again As soon as you go There's no such thing as a rucksack back shadow C-130s oh, I'm about to go with it Bound to stay away, sleep all day, and they shot the jerk that invented work in the DD-214 mountain. I'll see you queers in about two years in the DD-214 mountain.
0: There we go. That was awesome. So (laughs) when a sergeant major is always waving, you just say what's up. That had me rolling. So this guy on TikTok is... uh, What's his name? Domingo 42 Diaz. I have so many questions. I saw a drum set back there. You look like your uniform's all dirty. Other dudes are wearing op camis. Where are you? What do you do? What is going on? Where where did you get the idea for this song? So many questions. Let's get you doing a professional recording of that song. Some of the words are kind of hard to make out from that uh cell phone recording. And if possible, can we get you live on the Scuttlebutt Show to perform that for us? That would be just the best. Oh, my gosh. Let me know what you guys think about that one in the comment section. My favorite lines were, Sergeant Major's waves hello, and you just say what's up. That's hilarious. And then, um, we're the jails made of tin, and you can walk out as soon as you walk in. Yeah, hilarious. Great job. Bravo, Zulu. You are awesome. And uh, and let me know how I can get in touch with you. That was Awesome fantastic thank you everybody sam says that was great kitty says dd214 new theme song is lit harry says he wins talent show and wash hands wash hands wash hands kitty says this needs to play every time someone gets a dd214 yes rusty says that was a great way to finish that's what she said rusty that's what she said all right folks before we go for today just another quick reminder no show tomorrow we'll be back thursday Many of you might be wondering when I'm going to update the finale sh- thing that I'm about to play because it's kind of outdated. The times are wrong. I haven't updated the list of patrons and members. Harry has Harry line pie has given so many people memberships that I don't know when those are going to expire and, and roll over and who's going to keep their membership and, and so on and so forth. And, and by the way, guys links to Patreon and all that stuff in the, in the description. If you want to support the channel, you can buy a shirt like the train to train shirt that I'm wearing right now from scuttlebuttshow.com, all that stuff but what whatever's whenever that happens whenever that stabilizes i will put in uh the the new the new finale and uh, for now the finale gets the job done it finalizes things that's what finales are for so that'll be the uh that'll be when when all those memberships that were gifted by Lion pie kind of roll over i'll go in there and update that cuz i want to give correct uh attribution to all the members and patrons of the channel cuz i appreciate that so much so uh Thank you guys so much for being here with me today. It is an absolute joy, as always, to be able to put on this show for you. I hope that you enjoy it. Um, Follow me on all the socials, TikTok for all the clips. And uh, yeah, with all that being said, folks, I look forward to talking to you all very soon. And for now, that's the Scuttlebutt.